the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning, and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm Wendy Jones, your host and also owner and operator, as you all know, of the business Next Steps for Seniors. We also have a foundation, uh, Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. But the goal of the radio program specifically is to bring information, knowledge, and to just share. You know, life as we age brings a lot of things, and this is an opportunity for your questions to be answered, it's real-life situations, and it's for real answers. And this week is a little different than every other week because, you know, as we all know, and I've been talking about it every month, our country, our community, our states, we're all going through a difficult time. And I think more than anything, what we need as we age and as we mature is we need answers to some of these questions on why life has been the way it has the last few years. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about everything that's going on in the world. Uh, we have a war going on. We, I mean, I can go on and on, right? The list continues. And as far as old as I am, I don't remember anything being um, this severe in my lifetime. But again, I'm not, you know, a hundred yet. <laughs> You're young. I'm young. Um, so our topic today is steering towards some of these answers that we can find in what truth really is. And truth, listeners, really is in the Bible. And that's why we have Pastor Tim Holland here. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Wonderful to be here. It's so good to have you. And when I say the answers are in the Bible, it's, you know, answers about how we treat each other how we think, mm-hmm, right? These are mm-hmm. these are all answers people are struggling with right now. You know, when to talk and when to not to talk. You know, anger is in the Bible, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Money is in the Bible, believe it or not, right? All of these things are in the in the word of God that he gave us thousands of years ago as a guidebook on how we're supposed to live life. 
And that's why I've invited Pastor Tim Helland in. He's from Creekside Christian Church, and he is bringing this word to life. And listeners, if you have a Bible, I encourage you to pull it out right now. Open up to Romans uh, chapter 12, Mm -hmm. because there are so many things that God is doing. And I'm going to open with just a scripture that the Lord gave me in prayer this morning. And I think this is important for everyone to know. Did you know the number one commandment is this? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second, the second greatest thing that we need to do, ready for this listeners, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater than these. That is Mark twelve twenty nine through 31. No greater. And, mm-hmm. and listeners, so I'm challenging you right now. Are you loving your neighbor as yourself? This is what we're supposed to be doing. So I just want to encourage you really tune in. Pastor is going to be speaking from his heart. There's so much that we need to learn about the word love. Well, you know, you, we started, I think, five months ago talking about this. This is not a concept. It's a. It's Paul writes, and he says, these, th- these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So it's love overall, which is what we've titled this series. And as we're looking at the culture that we live in and all of the divisiveness and all of the, the challenges and all the areas where we really are divided, and you can look at the spectrum from, from – there's. 10 or 12 different spectrums that have divided us as a culture. Love really is the number one key bridge in getting from where we are to where other people are. And and that's what we're going to be talking about. We've been talking about how we can effectively reach people who think differently than we think. And it's And we're not saying that you have to agree with everyone, but we do have to be able to dialogue and 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 be able they're they're never going to know what we're thinking if we can't communicate with them and we've been going through romans 12 and this this is our our sixth installment and we're looking at romans 12 12 where it says rejoice in hope be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer and and here's a a very difficult concept not just spiritually but relationally and culturally to link Hope and tribulation. How, how, wait, 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 hmm. wait. Here's a disconnect. Right. So when things are really going horribly, and, and tribulation is when things are unraveling beyond your control, and, 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 they're, and it's impacting you specifically and directly. Behind these three phases lies the hope that we have in Christ and his ultimate return. And, and, and so as Christians, I, I see that a lot of what the whole Bible is writing about, but Paul in particular here in Romans 12, is, is putting us in a place where while we're waiting, let's make the best use of the time that we have while we're here, and not just with other people who think like us, but in particular in reaching people who don't. Maybe even, you know, there's a lot of different types of tribulation. We'll be talking about that when we get to, sec- to, to the second part of this broadcast. But being able to not just be okay when things are going rough, but actually the first statement in this in the scripture is rejoice in hope. Mm-hmm. So, so not only do you have hope during tribulation, you're able to rejoice in the hope you have while you're going through the difficult times. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I've 
been, I'm an orphan. So both my parents had passed away. Uh, Next Steps for Seniors, Wendy was such a huge help in us mm. learning how to take care of them and where to put them and what to do. But that is a time of a very real um, division can come to a family at that time, just like that. Because all of a sudden, everybody's got an idea what's supposed to happen. And, and if you're not careful, you start to turn on each other. And and being a Christian family, we really did endeavor to keep stay our, together, stay, be in unity, yeah, and, and, and be of one and mind. And look, what is, what are, what's the ultimate goal here? And as you as you come through all of the this this uh, monologue from Paul in Romans twelve, we have the the um, the, the necessity of having hope and joy tied to endurance and then bringing in prayer and connecting all of this with this main focus of all of this being the focus on love. So, so when we're talking about how we not just love in a family or love in a marriage, but love in our culture, you know, and I love how you opened this segment with that scripture from Mark, where he says, here's the two most important things. Number one, love God with everything you have. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. And and if we can't learn to love other people who are extremely different than us. And guess what? Everyone is our neighbor. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> not just your neighbor next door physically. No, no it's, 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 it's the person at the other end of every spectrum of all the, di- the, the dividers in our culture. Those are our neighbors and we're their neighbors. And so it's and, and here's where tribulation becomes very real. It's when, when they are saying things about you, about how you think, about how you live, about what you believe. And, and conversely, what are we saying about them? And so we, we have to learn to, to love through that and to show love in that, in that time of tribulation. And the only way, I, I think, it's not the only way, the most effective way to do that. Is, is to start by rejoicing in the hope we have. And, and, and listeners, everything that I say is based, this is a biblical worldview. This is biblically driven. And so I Romans 12.12 12 is the scripture. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and everything from, from Genesis all the way up to, to Romans and then from Romans all the way to Revelation, this Bible is a book of truth. And this Bible, this book gives us the most comprehensive plan for learning how to live life in this way in order to achieve all of these objectives. So if we're going to learn to rejoice in hope, we have to be able to define what our hope is, which we've done in the first five segments, which is Christ is our hope. And being able to to offer that that hope to other people, no matter how they think or where they're living or what's going on in their lives, puts us in a position to reach somebody with a truth for an answer for an issue that they're having that they may not even know. And so as, as we go through this, we're going to, we're going to talk about tribulation. We're going to talk about um, dealing and living with the tribulation and rejoicing through the tribulation. And the last thing we're going to talk about is, is being constant in prayer. And these three things come together and put us in a place to really achieve inner peace, but also be a disseminator, pushing peace out to all those that we see and meet. Well, because we need to spread that peace, listeners, because if we hoard it to ourselves, what good is that, right? That's right. right. 
Um, And we need a little bit more let there be peace on earth, if if everybody agrees with me, I'm sure. Um, But Pastor, yeah, so Romans 12, 12, the scripture is very real to me. And if anyone's been through any type of trial or tribulation, um, this is a scripture that pulls you through those moments. So if you are struggling in any way, shape, or form with anything, um, be it depression, be it a relationship, a physical ailment, this scripture, Romans 12, 12, is, you know, what that we're discussing today is really going to help you tremendously. It's going to help pull you through because we can rejoice in hope in all things. Mm. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and be back in a minute. Again, you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. And Timothy Helland, pastor, is at Creekside Christian Church right here in Rochester Hills. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. And um, again, today we're talking with Pastor Timothy Helen from Creekside Christian Church. I wanted to share with you listeners uh, something that is coming up on June 8th, and it is called Be Renewed. Uh, The foundation, Next Steps for Seniors Foundation, has has a program coming up for our caregivers. And I just want to encourage you, it is a free program. It will be held at Oakland Church, and it is a free lunch, believe it or not. So Mm. Next Steps for Seniors Foundation is hosting the spiritual luncheon to help renew our caregivers. So join us for this light lunch and a spiritual program. It will surely refill your heart and renew your spirit during a very challenging scene, uh, series for our, our caregivers. They've been going through a lot this season. So we want to encourage them. We want to pour into them. And it just makes us better people. So I just want to let you know you can RSVP at 248-651-5010. Uh, the first 50 to RSVP get a free uh, tote bag, which will be nice. After that, sorry, we ran out. <laughs> and it's 1130 to 130. All right. Moving on, Pastor Tim. So as we, you know, as we transition from rejoice and hope, you mentioned we'd be talking about love and tribulation. Yeah. You know, as you, as you come through Romans 12 and you, you have this list, you have love, joy, hope, patience, endurance. And, and all of these characteristics that are part of, of our lives and who we are, those are things we do. We are, those are things that we, you know, they, they're inside out. Those are things that come from us and that we, we, we're involved in. Tribulation, here's, here's this, this last word that's put in this list. This isn't something we do. This is something that's done to us. So, so when we start talking about learning to, to maintain a loving disposition, a loving character in the face or through the trial of tribulation is, is learning to deal with something that's done to you and not allowing that to change you. Affect you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got you. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and again, here you have Paul writing this 2000 years ago, and he's drawing from, from truth that he gets from the old Testament that, that to him is some of it's 2000 years old. And, and as he's putting together this, it's not just a collection of, of thoughts. This is a real, philosophy that's birthed through the word. This is what, this is how God is saying, here's how I want you to carry out Mark 12. 
Here's how I want you to, number one, see me, but also how I want you to see each other. This is through the lens of love in the face of tribulation. And I want to start here because when, when we, we look at this environment right now, 2022, where we're living, and, and I think sometimes when we hear the word tribulation as Christians, we think of, of end times and, and, you know, the enemy and Satan, and, and it, that's all included in it. But if you, if you go backwards, this, just the other day I was working on a message, and there was a guy who was talking about how uh, this generation is facing something that if we don't get it right is going to forever change the, the reality of humanity on this earth. And you're reading that and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, of course, global warming. No, nope. no. And so then so then you can start going backwards and you realize that that this person was was writing this article and was making this statement in 1857. And he was talking about stuff that happened in the early 1800s and through the 1700s. And, and you realize that every generation thinks it's up to them to get it right. And if they don't and, and, you, and now you have a spectrum of thoughts on how we deal with whatever this thing is. And, and, and all of a sudden we're divided. And so now we are, we're persecuting each other. We're, we're coming against each other. That's tribulation. But what Paul is saying here, he's not saying avoid tribulation. He's saying, number one, you can't. It's coming. But how do we learn to love through tribulation. Well, the first thing that he says, and we talked about this in the last segment, was rejoice in hope. So, so when you learn to have hope in God, hope in Christ, and you know that eventually he's coming back and he's going to take care of everything. As a matter of fact, referencing that, that, that little blip that we just had about every generation thinks they're the generation that has to make a decision that's going to impact humanity forever. Well, that, that only happened one time. And, and you find it in John 12, and when Jesus says, I'm here. And what I'm here for is to do my Father's will, which is go to the cross. And he says, when I be lifted up, when I'm on that cross, I'll draw all men to me. So, so all of a sudden, Jesus did something that forever changed humanity. That's the only time in history where something happened that really changed the course of humanity. And not just for all of history. For eternity, that is our hope. And when you hold on to that hope, it doesn't matter what people say. It, it Really, it doesn't matter what's happening in the world. I learned that when I held on to that hope, it, it really it's not that it, I didn't care what was happening to my mom or my dad when they were going through what they were going through. I knew that it was going to be okay. And all of a sudden, you can deal with them in a much more loving way. And you can, you begin to share that hope through the trial, bringing the tribulation. And this is the focus of this discussion today. Folks, we are not ever going to come to a place where we can avoid tribulation or, 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 or issues in life. They're going to be there, nor are we ever going to get to a place. And I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer here, but I don't think humanity is ever going to get to a place where we stop having differences. As a matter of fact, if you take the microcosm of humanity and you boil it down to some of its smallest increments and you start looking at marriage, <laughs> here two people come together, they make a commitment, they make a family, they fall in love, they do what they do, and they're, they're together 
hopefully, hopefully 30, forever. 40, 50 years, right. There's conflict there. There's differences. There's tribulation there. But, but Maybe what, in your marriage. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me talk from this seat. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I think anyone who's married can relate for sure. Right. And so, so when you look at the very start of Christianity and you look at, the, at the, the, the pinnacle of what we're talking about from this book called the Bible, it's when Jesus comes and does what he does, he lets us know, listen, each one of us is going to have to carry a burden. Each one of us is going to have tribulation, have persecution, go through difficult times. As we do, what really marks us as different, and you know, this is why Jesus says, when I be lifted up, I'll draw people to me. So he wasn't just talking about being on a cross in front of everyone in, you know, on the outskirts of Jerusalem. He says, every time you lift my name, when you lift me up, people are looking for light. Confused people are looking for resolution. Hurt people are looking for healing. Dying people are looking for life. And people that are just completely lost are looking for light. Jesus is all of those things. And the more we can hold him up, the more we become the, 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 the essence of healing, of direction, of resolve, of light and of life. To everybody who's looking... That's what tribulation is. It's people that, that think they're losing these things, losing hope, losing whatever, and, and they're looking for it. And, and the, the more you stand up and say, man, here's what I've found, they're going to push back. And they're going to say, seriously, prove it. Show me. And, and, and that's actually a great place to be because now we can show. Yep, it's right here. Open the Bible and let me show you where it's at. But our actions, like you just said, um, Pastor, and this is where, you know, where my mind is going, is that we have the ability to show people by our actions and to show them hope. And and they see something. The Bible says something about peculiar, right? You Mm -hmm. see something peculiar in somebody. Mm -hmm. There's something different about this person. You know, and, and listeners, tell me if you know someone like that where you're like, hmm, there's something just a little different about this person when I talk with them or meet with them or, you know, whatever it is. That is Jesus. What's different about that person is deep inside mm-hmm. is the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus Christ is showing through them. And you see love. I mean, I want everyone to look at me and see love. And listeners, I challenge all of us, if we all want love in this world, peace in this world, peace through tribulation, just like Pastor Tim said, I mean, some of the greatest, most difficult things that people go through are their parents passing away or Mm. a a child, even worse, passing Mm -hmm. away. You know, these are the moments when you absolutely think, Nothing could get any worse than this. These are the moments that you need to rejoice and have hope in the Lord and what his perfect plan is for the future. Oh, yeah. And that's and, and, you, and you find that the most difficult trials that we go through, by and large, produce the greatest character in us and open the doors for the most impact. Exactly. Oh, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Listeners, what a journey we are on. And... um I just want to encourage you to really dive in. Pastor, uh, share your website with our listeners. Yeah, our, our website for Creekside Christian Church, it's the letter C, the number three, the number four, and then the letter U, 
c3foryou.org, and everything that we have, uh, all our weeklies, all our dailies are there. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Our topic today, love over all. And the reason I pick that is because I think we need more love in our world today. And if you're just tuning in, we have Pastor Tim Helland here from Creekside Christian Church just sharing from the book of Romans. And if you have your Bible, open up to chapter 12, because we need a little more love in our world. And that's why we're here today. You know, we talk about seniors each and every week, but there's something that 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 I think the seniors have and that they're exhibiting um, that we all need to learn from, and that is love, because they're mature and they've experienced a lot in their lifetime. So, Pastor, I'm going to turn it over to you because, you know, as you said, tribulation in the last segment, mm-hmm. um, you can have joy through tribulation. You can have peace through tribulation, and these are the things that you can find by reading the Bible. Yeah, and those are the when you when you find yourself dealing with with those kind of uh, pushbacks in life. Um, it becomes plain when we you, you read through this part of Hebrews or of Romans chapter twelve, and Hebrews is good too. Yeah, it's another good book. <laughs> you see that joy, hope, patience, and endurance—they're all there, but we we don't—they're not there in freedom from tribulation. They're there in spite of tribulation, and and you get to. You know, as Paul is writing, he says, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces this endurance. So so Paul isn't saying, just learn how to tolerate tribulation. And here's, this is something that I've learned so much from. Paul uh, shows us how to take tribulation and, and take it from a it mastering, it controlling you, it, it steering your life and it, and it undermining and, and toppling you to, to in, in essence, making tribulation the servant, which is learning. And this is, oh, folks, when you learn what Paul is saying and you begin to put these into practice, all of a sudden, these issues that seem to be so divisive, all, you can leverage them to do something great. And this is where you you find, seriously, joy in it? No, 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 no. You don't find joy in the tribulation. You find joy in the hope that we have in Christ and being able to use that tribulation to still achieve his ultimate goal, which is he came to win the world. So 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 now we look at this and you and you bring all of this together and here we are, we're just two of us sitting in a room, but we're we're holding on to something here that's going to massively impact each of us, but also the entire world. So as Paul is right, Paul doesn't really know what he's doing when he's writing. He just thinks he's doing what he's doing. But this is such a great uh, microcosm of each human who comes to the place where they begin to realize what God can do with our lives. And here's where we get the disconnect is people say, my life is such a mess. There's nothing that God can do with me. Or here's what I believe. And what I believe is, is 180 degrees from what you're talking about believing in the Bible. And, and, and you realize that God says, no, 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 no. I still love them. I never stop loving them. I want, as a matter of fact, I died for them. And, and being able to look at them through the eyes of Christ puts us in a place where, where we don't have joy in what they're going through. We have a hope 
in Christ and what he can do with them, no matter where they are. And all of a sudden, our words become like Paul's word. And all of a sudden, there's a thread that goes from us to them, regardless of, of where they sit or stand. Doesn't on matter. On what spectrum, on what issue, there's a connection. And that connection is love. That's why Paul says, the greatest of these is love. That's why this whole thing is called, it's love overall. And, 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 and I'm not saying that um, if you just love them, everything will be perfect. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you love them, what you're doing is you're showing them. By your actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not so concerned with where you stand or sort of what you're saying about me even. No matter what you say, I'm still going to throw this thread of love to you because somehow we need to learn to come together. And, and as, as we begin to come together, there's a change. And that change brings healing. That change brings life. That change, all of a sudden, the hope we have can be the hope they have, that they need. And, and what, what I love about this is our joy becomes rooted in that hope, which means all of a sudden, and, and joy is very different from happiness. A lot of food makes me happy. Mm-hmm, me too. Yeah, money makes me happy. Cars make me. There's a lot of things that make me food happy. actually more than anything, but that's yes. okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I did Maybe forgot. Right, now You're right, right where you are. <laughs> but um, joy is 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 much deeper than happiness. Joy goes right down into your soul and your spirit, and our joy is rooted in that hope, and the hope. First and foremost, it's that Jesus came to save the world. That's what he did. But, but it also goes, it, that begins to trickle down, and you realize that our hope is not just in what Christ did for us. It's what he's doing for the whole world. And so when we look at all these issues that bring tribulation, that bring problems, that bring divisiveness, we can look at them through the lens of Christ with our joy being rooted in the hope in him and know this is an opportunity, and all of a sudden, you begin to relish every opportunity you have to talk to someone who is divisive or maybe hurling. Imagine. Yeah. And, 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 and here's what's the picture? The picture is Jesus. And what did he do? I mean, to this day, well, you look at a calendar anywhere in the world, 2022. Well, what's that 2022 for? Well, there was a world before Jesus, and there's a world after Jesus. It doesn't matter how we change things. That's the divider. And what he did is he came and changed not just history, he changed eternity. That is the hope that we have. And that's the hope that brings real change to people. And, Amen. I, I, you know, as I, as, as I talk through this, and, and people say, well, how does that work? And, and you, you can find plants that grow in all kinds of different environments. And so... You know, you go to a, you go to the the Midwest or wherever, and you see these farms, this peat soil and dark, dark soil, and thousands, millions, billions of plants growing. And then you're like, oh my gosh, that's how a plant grows. Well, it is. And then you go up into the into the 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 pine forests, and you see this shallow dirt. And you have all these huge trees that are all linked together, and they're growing. And oh, so that's how it works. Well, that's one way it works. So there's deep soil, there's shallow soil, and you also find these these plants that are growing way up in the in the in the harshest climates, it's all rock. There's almost no dirt. And you, see, and you see a shrub or a tree growing in the middle of this. And, and, and as you look at all these different examples, you realize the hope that we have, and you give it to somebody, it can begin to grow virtually anywhere. 
All it needs is a chance. And I believe what, what God is saying when he says, listen, learn to love. Learn, learn to, to hold on to this love in the face of tribulation. Adversity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to share this story um, with you listeners. As Pastor Tim was, was talking, I spoke to a client um, yesterday, actually, and he just lost his brother. So they're both seniors. They spent a lot of time together, had meals together, did literally everything together. And his brother just passed away from a heart attack. And this is what I got out of the conversation. And this is why I want to share this story with you. Yes, he was grieving. Yes, he was sad. But there was something in his voice that really exhibited hope. And he was rejoicing in the situation because he was leaning on God more mm. than he has ever leaned on God. And God is showing him every day, okay, today this is what we're going to do. It's a process. There's a step. Because anyone who's lost a loved one, and Tim, you know your amazing parents both passed, and, and I just love both of them. But, but this is, and I just really quick, his parents and I used to serve at a nursing home together in outreach when I was like in my twenties. So I just wanted to share that. That's how much, <laughs> that's how I know <laughs> Pastor Tim. But anyway, this gentleman's heart was so focused on what, what God has for him and how he's going to, you know, survive basically. And all the things that need to happen uh, upon the death of his brother, the day to day things. But the bigger picture is, you know, what is his purpose now? Where is he going to be spending his time? What is he going to be doing? So, you know, it's one step at a time for him right now, but I was so encouraged because of his, the conversation with how he is leaning on God in this tribulation. And it just reminds me of everything you're talking about mm, right now. Mm -hmm. And, and I hope he's listening because this is the example that Christ is using. He's using us as an example to show others how this works. And what a perfect scenario, Pastor, that you just shared um, about the plants because things grow and, and people catch on. So anyone that knows this gentleman and knows what he's been through, they're going to start listening and hearing and be like, well, am I going to act like that if I go through that? You know, and these are the times to shine. Oh. These are the times to bridge the gap bring us together, love on each other, and show by our actions, mm -hmm. right? If we only take what we really know and believe and trust in to other people who know, believe, and trust like we do, it, 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 you know, it's like turning on a light in a room that's already lit. It, it, it's hardly any effect. Great Boy, example. when you go where there is no light, it right. really shines. Yes, and we all need light in the darkness right now. I absolutely agree with you. You are listening to The Patriot FM 101.5 AM 1400, and we'll be back in just a moment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot FM 101.5 AM 1400. Our topic today, love over all. We have Pastor Timothy Helland with us from Creekside Christian Church. And uh, right here in Rochester Hills, correct? Yep, yep. Southeast corner of Rochester Hills, Dequinder and Auburn. Dequinder and Auburn, 10, 10 a.m. on Sundays. 11. Okay, see? <laughs> 11 a.m. on Sundays. We um, sleep in. If you're interested in joining his church or just attending and being a guest, um, you can walk in anytime and hear him from the pulpit. Uh, but listeners, we're talking about the Book of Romans, and our topic, Love Over All, is really focusing on what we 
we the people can be doing on our day-to-day lives to make a difference in this world and to move forward. And, you know, as we age and, you know, we've tied this in quite a bit with seniors and stories about seniors. And I feel that, you know, as we age and we become mature, we're the example, right? Mm. Seniors, you are our example. And, you know, the country's looking to you right now. We have more seniors in this world than we've ever had, um, at least in the U.S., because of our baby boomers. So I just want to encourage you, you know, this is a time like no other uh, for us to be paying attention and loving on each other and learning truly um, what the words of this Bible say. So I appreciate you being here today, Pastor Tim. Oh, what a privilege it is to be here. As we move into this last segment on uh, love overall. You know, as we as we dialogue here and as we go through this, I know that there are people that are listening, and I, I've been here myself where you say, okay, awesome. It sounds like such a great philosophy and a great plan, and you've laid out this this um, way of, of moving through life and dealing with tribulation, and, and how? I mean, what, how, do I, how do I go from where I am to where we see Paul being when he writes this, where I can actually take the, the most divisive, um, divided, harsh, Situation, yeah. Criticism and tribulation that's coming at me and use it for good. And <clears throat> to that, I always say, I'm glad you asked. Because what, we've, what, what we have here is we have God giving us this, this instruction, and he says, put your hope in me. Okay, H- how do I do that? I'm here on earth. So I'm bound by time. I'm bound by space. I'm bound by proximity. I can only be in one place at one time and just for that moment. And and so 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 here we are. We call that the the, the three dimensions that we live in. Our 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 realm is a three-dimensional realm. And God is outside that. So so how how are we supposed to bring what he says we can have into this realm? And and the last part of Romans 12:12. 12, 12, this is what Paul writes when he, when he says you you learn to 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 love by enduring with patience is, you know, he says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation. And the last thing he says is be constant in prayer. And, and I make the, the contention with great confidence that the only link that we have from this realm in the three dimension to the realm that God is in beyond this is prayer. But he, he gives us the opportunity to talk to him 24 seven, you know, you pray, he listens. That's why, you know, another, another one of the scriptures that says, every idle word will be accounted for. He's lit cause, because God is listening. He's, he's, you talk about uh, a prolific record keeper. God's got it all going on. And so, so when you get to the place where you realize that God is really listening, why would we not be communicating with him? And, and Paul doesn't say every morning or every evening or three times a day. What does he say? Constant. constant. Be constant in prayer, which means it, it's a... Um, Consistent consistency, and and as I as I was reading through this, I was thinking, I love having references that I can resources that I can reference from to get things, and and so you know you need you need either time with your book or time with your computer or whatever to, to do that. God is instantly available, but one of the issues I think that we have is we think that. Uh, there's a certain way we have to pray or there's certain words we have to use. I've heard, I used to say it and I've heard it from so many people. I'm not a good prayer. Well, he says, if you're thinking something, that's the beginning of a prayer. Because, well, and he knows our thoughts too. Right. He already knows it. So just, 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 just tell him, but not just tell him, 
listen, allow, and, and you, you would be surprised how quickly God begins to download information and direction and encouragement. And it's, it's, um, I, I think part of the tragedy in the culture that we're in is people, you, you hear a, everybody a wants fringe to talk. group. Well, everybody <laughs> wants to talk. Everybody's saying something and very little of it agrees. That's why we're doing this show. It's, it's to, to, to deal with all of this contention in the world from all of these divided issues and these spectrums of, of thoughts. But when we begin to get a, a biblical directive and a biblical view and we start we, we begin to look not just at what we're going through but other people through the eyes of christ and then you allow god to begin to direct you and that's that's part of being in prayer prayer is not talking to god it is but it's not just talking to god i would say the greater portion of prayer that's going to affect your life much more um positively is what god is saying to you and that's what prayer is how does God speak to us? This is, I hear this all the time from people. Well, he speaks to us through his word. He can speak to us through music. He can speak to us through dreams. He can speak. You'd be talking to someone and all of a sudden someone will say something. You're like, oh my gosh. And it, and it hits you and you realize, oh, that's what you're talking about. And, and as we allow God to influence us more and more through this consistency in prayer, all of a sudden we're saying more of what he wants said. And, and folks, coming to a place where we can really begin to disarm a lot of this divisiveness is learning to speak to people using God's words, not our own. I know when I try to use my words to diffuse a really contentious moment, usually it makes it worse. I, I so appreciate what you're talking about in regards to prayer and be constant in prayer is the last part of that verse. And I got to say um, learning to listen was a really big part of my personal journey and listeners. I just want to, I want to, um, encourage you because a lot of times what our, what our natural is dealing with is, is what our spiritual is dealing with. So as a, as a person, as a person in the flesh, I love to talk. No, no joke, right? Everybody probably knows that I love to talk. I love to talk to people. I love to meet new people. I am all about people. And one thing that, you know, the Lord really taught me through all of the past, I'd say 10 years is I need to spend more time listening than I am talking. Mm. And that lesson in the natural, right? I was really focusing on, okay, I'm just going to listen. I'm going to listen and I'm going to stop thinking about what the next thing I'm going to say is. I'm just listening. And that has taught me in the spiritual realm to listen to God better. And yes, we all want to make a litany of lists of things that we're praying for and about and situations. And, but if we spend all the time pouring out all this stuff onto God, how much time do we spend listening to his responses? And so I challenge you, if you're spending 20 minutes on your knees, just talking, then I am encouraging you to spend the next 20 listening. Mm. I think you might be shocked about what happens because there is a, when you, when you have co true communication with anybody, it's two way. And, and I find that as, as we learn to do that in our prayer time, as we begin to discipline ourselves to really begin to listen to what, where, where God wants to take us and what God wants to do with us and what he is saying, it becomes easier to listen to somebody else 
who doesn't agree with us. And all of a sudden, it's not so important to win every single discussion as it is to begin to understand where they're really at, then go back and, and, and find something for them through your faith, through your prayer reading, through your journaling, through your, your prayer time, and, and wait for that moment to speak something that really will bring a spark of life, a spark of hope, a spark of healing, a spark of truth. This is why we're here. And I'll tell you, that is where love indeed conquers all, covers all, penetrates. I mean, it, you, you will find yourself in a position to change lives if you stop looking at them and speaking to them through your eyes and through your words and begin to see them through Christ's eyes using Christ's words. It's all about God's perspective. Absolutely. And, and it's so difficult sometimes not to look at it through our own personal eyes. But if we can take off the glasses and look at situations the way God sees them, because God goes right into the heart of people. Mm. He looks down and he sees our hearts. He doesn't see all the other stuff. And, and listeners, when you, when you ask for forgiveness, guess what? It's gone. God doesn't see it. He received that. That sin, it's cleansed. It's gone. You're moving forward. So I just want to encourage you. you now, these are the times when we're going through tribulation. We're going through trials to keep our eyes focused, focused on how we can love each other. Mm. And, and I just want to say one more quick thing before we close, because I really feel like I want to share this. Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks, so he is. So I just want to encourage you, you have the ability. God has given each one of us gifts and talents. Let's use those gifts and talents to show a little more love in this world. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Go make a difference. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.